Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres radio network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of the game with highlights, player interviews, and we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Jay Stingler. Plus, an update on the scores from around baseball, final comments from the radio booth, and of course, your phone calls. You can call us at 833-288-0973. Catch it all here on the Padres Radio Network. Matt Scraby here with you on the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan. And if you listen to the pregame show, throw all of it out the window. This was a -a one-of-a-kind type game and not one that you will see airing on MLB Network as an instant classic anytime soon. The Pirates take down the Padres 8-4. And uh, if you were with us for the broadcast, you know how weird of a game it was. It lasted four hours and seven minutes. Four hours and seven minutes. I was uh, hoping that Blake Snell could get his first win as a Padre in in his first start on the road. And unfortunately, Blake Snell couldn't even get through one inning. He went two-thirds of an inning tonight. So Blake Snell, uh, definitely not happy. He uh, He gave up three earned runs. He only struck out one. The weird part is he started out on fire. It was two straight outs real quick, and then everything fell apart. And I heard Jesse Aguilar on the broadcast say this game had a spring training feel just by the way that there was no rhythm to the game at all. And I would agree with him because it was stop, start, go, uh, go back, forward, left, right, all the stuff. I mean, there was batters being hit. There was an incredible amount of walks. We're going to get into all of it. And we're also going to check on Will Myers. He left the game uh, with an injury, and I know that Jace Tingler is going to be speaking with the media here shortly. So as soon as we can get over to Jace Tingler to get an update on Will Myers, we will. You know, the Padres, they definitely had their chances tonight. It wasn't like they weren't getting runners on base. It wasn't like they weren't hitting. And it, it, they, they had 13 walks tonight, which is a Padres record for a single nine-inning game. And as the 
team, the Padres left 15 men on base and were one for 13 with runners in scoring position. The, the four times I've done the pregame show this year, I've made it a point to say that the Padres need to get it done with runners in scoring position. So that's one of those things that they need to get improved and uh, as they go on, along throughout the year individually though they left 28 men on base which the difference between a team left on base and individual is the team left on base occurs with how many men are on base when it's the third out and then for individually it's how many men are on base when you get an out so 28 men left on base is just a lot and it's just not going to get it done but I guess if there is some silver lining in tonight's game, the Padres may have found another long reliever candidate in Nabil Krismat. He saved the Padres bullpen today by going five innings, giving up eight hits, striking out five, and giving up three earned runs. He threw 85 pitches in the game, which I definitely don't think uh, when he was warming up or whatever earlier today, getting ready for the game, he thought he was going to go five innings and throw 85 pitches. So, uh, Nabil Kresmat, we'll get into that a little bit. We'll ask Coach about it. Uh, but uh, I'm getting the thumbs up. We're going to go to Jace Tingler's postgame press conference right now and check in on the injury with Will Myers. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from the manager, Jace Tingler. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. Yeah, he came out with uh, basically some inflammation in his right knee. Um, he's been uh, playing through some things, I don't know, maybe the last week or so. Uh, but today, um, as the game went on, it got worse. And, um, you know, he came out and uh, figured let's not, you know, push it, go get some treatment on it. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how he's feeling tomorrow. But, uh, you know, right now I say he's probably day-to-day. Is this the same or similar to what he was experiencing during spring training at times? It is. It is. It's, it's uh, you know, it's been kind of nagging him. Um, he's been able to play through it. Um, usually, you know, as long as he's kind of sprinting or, or walking, it's fine. Uh, you know, it, it kind of flares up on him when he's jogging more than anything. But, you know, seeing him move around in right field uh, tonight, you know, you can tell that it, it kind of – um, you know, it was a little bit uh, giving him more problems than usual. As far as Blake Snell tonight, just a bad night. Was there something physically bothering him? What happened with him tonight? You know, he got through the the, the, the first two guys and, and uh, you know, looked good and then, you know, gave up uh, the hit after that and, uh, you know, just couldn't find it after that. You know, usually he, he's able to get it back in the zone and, and get out and, you uh, you know, uh, I, I wasn't going to take a chance, you know, going, you know, 38 pitches and, um, you know, maybe he could have battled through. I just, uh, you know, made the call. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll be fresh for our next out. It looked like he and CompuSano were having a tough time getting on the same page tonight as well. Is that part of the issue that was going on? Or is that just sort of a side story of a guy that was just having a tough time finding it tonight? Yeah, I think it's, you know, more, more, more side story and, you know, just frustration and, um, you know, like I said, he's usually able to, to regroup and get it back on the tracks and, you know, it just didn't happen tonight. Uh, you've had some pretty gutsy performances out of your bullpen so far this season. I, I would imagine Chris Matz tonight ranks right up there with some of the best you've seen. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, what, what he was able to do and, and give us length, um, you know, if he's not able to do that, I think, you know, our bullpen's, you know, really in bad shape, but we should be in decent shape tomorrow just because the way he stepped up and threw the ball and, and, uh, you know, honestly kept us in the game. Thank you, Jason. We'll go to AJ Casado. Chase, what do you make of the the men left in scoring position and all and all the walks you were able to work? I mean, it was their their, their pitchers were kind of erratic all night. Did, did that make it maybe even tougher to do? Yeah, I think uh, you know we we did a really good job of getting on base and building innings. I think you know the thing that uh, you know has killed us. You know, so far this year, we've done a good job of creating run opportunities. We haven't really gotten the you know, the, the, the big knock or, or the, the extra base hit, you know, in those situations. And, you know, um, I think the, the thing that's killing us is, you know, pull side on the ground, you know, those double play balls. And, and so we've got to find a way to either, you know, stay gap to gap, or when we do pull the ball, we've got to get that ball in the air somehow. Um, we've just done a, a poor job of, of uh, you know, being able to, to hit through on the ground. Um, you know, the, the pull side and certainly with guys in scoring position. So um, the guys are aware they're working. Um, you know, we, we know we just got to keep creating opportunities. And, you know, if we can stay a little bit more middle of the field, and um, I think, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll give us a better chance. How, how tough was that decision in the first inning to, to take Snell out when you did, given that the pitcher was coming up? Yeah, it was, it was tough, but, uh, you know, he, he got up, you know, in the, in the high thirties and, um, look, if it was last year in 60 games, we'd probably do it. You know, I was probably thinking a little bit more big picture, uh, you know, with 162, uh, and, and, and so, you know, trying to, trying to play the long game, uh, ultimately I had a decision to make and, you know, I didn't want him hovering, uh, 40 innings or so, especially in the first inning. How's Mateo doing? And and I guess kind of what do you make of all of maybe the erratic nature of some of the pitches that he saw tonight? Yeah, I don't I, I don't make much of it. Uh, hey, he's he's doing fine. I just checked in with him uh, in in the training room. He's a he's a tough dude. I'm, you know, I think you know they they uh, you know they, they they walk thirteen. I think you know they were you know scattered around the zone and and don't think anything was intentional or anything like that. That was Jace Tingler, Padres manager, talking to the media after tonight's loss. The Padres lose to the Pirates 8-4. to The Padres move to 8-4 and on the year. The pa- Pirates move to 4-7 and on the year. Uh, Nabil Krizmat, even though he's uh, the guy who was the silver lining, he will take the loss today, unfortunately for him. He didn't deserve it, I don't think, but just how it goes. And for the Pirates, Stratton, Chris Stratton gets the win for the Pirates. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And um, actually, let me tell you this real quick before we go to break, because the Padres set a record tonight, and it was for most walks in a single nine-inning game. I know I mentioned that just a few minutes ago, but it's the first time in teen history that they have 13 walks in a game. And according to A.J. Casavell, this is just the ninth time in recorded history that pitchers from both teams have plunked at least three batters. And the game lasted four hours and seven minutes. Jesse Agler was talking about it on the broadcast. If we had five more minutes, I guess six, six more minutes, we could have had 
the longest nine inning game in Padres history, but it just it, it it was that night with this game. Everything that you thought was going to happen didn't happen. Anything you thought wasn't going to happen did happen, including setting records for the longest game in Padres history. So we will talk about this going forward tonight on the Padres post game show. I'm Matt Scraby. When we get back, we're going to take you through some of the highlights and. There are a ton of highlights, so let me see if I can keep that straight. It's worth the price of admission alone to see if I can keep everything that happened in the game straight. And we are going to talk to Coach John Cantera about what happened in tonight's game, what he thinks about going forward. Again, the Padres lose to the Pirates 8-4. to Jace Tingler just said Will Myers is dealing with something that is uh, he's been dealing with since spring training, some knee soreness. So uh, we'll get some more information on that going forward. But it doesn't seem like it's anything anything too serious now. All right, we'll come back to the Padres postgame show and get to those highlights. I'm Matt Scraby on 97.3 The Fan. This is Tony Gwynn Jr. from Gwynn and Chris. You're listening to the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan. Well, thank you so much, Tony. That was very nice of you to stick around in the booth and do that for me real quick and throw it back. This is Matt Scraby on the Padres postgame show, 97.3 The Fan. And uh, just looking at Twitter right now, by the way, if you want to tweet me and uh, tell me how you're feeling tonight as a Padre fan, you can. At Matt Scraby. I um, have a lot of panicked Padres fans on the Twitter timeline. And people, there's 150 more games to go. 150. This is just one game. So we'll get to some of those tweets a little bit later. If you want to submit your tweet to me, you can at Matt Scraby. Uh, let's um, let's try. I'm going to try and keep everything straight that happened tonight, and we're going to do it right now. Let's listen back to the most exciting plays from today's game with our game highlights presented by Eco Water SoCal. What's in your water? Find out online at EcoWaterSoCal.com and schedule your free water test today. That's EcoWaterSoCal.com. Well, if you were watching the start to this game, you were likely very excited by what you saw. I walked out to my car for about five minutes after the pregame show ended, and I come back, and Trent Grisham had this to lead off the game. Fastball. One, two, hung one, and Grisham hits it well out to deep right center field. Going back, looking up, gonna go! A leadoff home run for Trent Grisham. Padres in front, one to nothing, right off the bat. <laughs> that caught me. I didn't hear that before. Good one, Jesse. Uh, Trent Grisham, that's his third home run on the year. So the Padres, they get right out to a one nothing lead. Then at this point... Uh, you know, that was Grisham's four star of the year. He already has three homers. So after that, Jake Cronenworth doubled to right. Manny Machado struck out. Eric Hosmer grounded out, but Jake Cronenworth moved to third. At this point, it was pretty apparent Chad Cool struggling with his command. He walked Will Myers. Then he loaded the bases by grazing Tommy Pham on the helmet with a pitch. Bases were loaded. And Chad Cool then walked in the second run of the game for the Padres with Jake Cronenworth scoring on a Jerickson Pro Far walk. And that's when the game got a little weird because Blake Snell took the mound looking for his first win as a Padre, and he'll have to wait at least five more days. This was not a good start for Blake Snell, even though things started really well for him. Uh, San Diego's own Kevin Newman grounds out. Wilmer Defoe, who had a tough night in the box. He uh, at least struck out three times. I'm, he may have even struck out four times tonight. But Wilmer Defoe strikes out for the second out of the bottom of the first inning. And then it all fell apart because Brian Reynolds singled the center. Philip Evans, the pest of the game, Acosta Canyon guy, he walked. Luis Campisano allows a pass ball, and Reynolds moves to third. Evans moved over to second. Then catcher Jacob Stallings came to the plate with a chance to tie it up at 2-2. And he did. He did tie it up at 2-2. Two, two, two. 
and uh, Eric Gonzalez doubles and Stallings did score to make it three to two Pirates. The inning was still stuck at two outs. We're still in the bottom of the first inning, everyone. Blake Snell walks Adam Frazier, then hits Anthony Alford with a pitch. And that was it for Snell in his road debut for the Padres. He went two-thirds of an inning. Craig Stammen came in, and he got the pitcher Chad Cool to ground out to end the inning with the score 3-2. to two. Craig Stammen only pitched a third of an inning, and that is only one inning, everyone. In the top of the second, the lone Padres run came on a Chad Cool wild pitch that scored Trent Grisham, who got on base with a walk. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Way inside, and now it goes off the glove of Stallings all the way to the backstop. Christian will score, and the game is tied 3-3 three to three in the second. There you go, 3-3. Three to three. Nabil Krizmat re- relieved Craig Stammen to start the bottom of the second inning. Kevin Newman doubles to get on base. Then two batters later, Brian Reynolds got one through the infield, and Newman scored to make the score 4-3 Pirates. Catcher Jacob Stallings again singled and scored Brian Reynolds to make the score 5-3 Pirates. The Padres didn't have much going in the top of the third. But to the bottom of the third, Adam Frazier reaches on a throwing error by Jerickson Profar. The pitcher, Chad Cool executes a sack bunt, and Frazier moves to second. The local guy again, Kevin Newman, his name's going to come up a lot tonight. He came through big again with an RBI single. 2-2 pitch is down the middle and pushed through the left side for a base hit. Frazier rounding third. He will come in and score without a throw. RBI single, Kevin Newman is second hit of the night. And the Pirates extend their lead 6-3 to three here in the third. At this point, I believe it's uh, seven hours into the game. No, I'm just kidding. It seemed like it was seven hours into the game. But the Padres did get a couple guys on base, and Eric Cosmer does what he does best with runners in scoring position in the top of the fourth. Grisham and Machado take their leads. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Hosmer rips one into the right center field gap. That'll get down for a base hit. Grisham is rounding third. He'll come in to score. Machado into third. And an RBI single for Eric Cosmer. This is a 6-4 to four game in the fourth. Then some bad news. Will Myers left the game with uh, with a slight knee injury. We just found out from Chase Tingler. We played his post-game press conference, and he said that it's nothing that is new. He's been dealing with it for a while, so they're going to have to just reevaluate going forward. Jorge Mateo replaced him and immediately got hit by a pitch. Uh, Jorge Mateo also got hit by a pitch later in the game, so poor Jorge is going to be very sore when he wakes up tomorrow. The Pirates then scored again in the bottom of the fifth after Manny Machado committed a throwing error, allowing Eric Gonzalez to move to third. Pinch hitter Colin Moran came up to the plate and extended the lead 7-4 Pirates. Things got quiet on the scoring front for the Padres, and Eric Gonzalez singles on a ground ball to center field, and Phillip Evans scored, which made it 8-4, and that was the final. That was the final, everyone. Padres lose to the Pirates 8-4. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast they uh i mean like i said before they had so many people on base they couldn't get anyone in with scoring position runners in scoring position so right now i think what we need to do is we all need to talk with coach john cantera and see how he's feeling after tonight's four hours and seven minute game. Coach, how are you doing tonight? Uh, are you still with us? Are you, are you sleeping? Did you have to wake up because this game was so long? It was it was a long, weird, bad game. Well, it was an ugly baseball game, no question about it. Four hours and seven minutes for nine innings. Uh, you know that's not what you want. I mean, that's not good baseball. That's not good uh, uh, baseball for anyone. Uh, you know, if you win it, uh, great. Uh, uh, you're, you're happy you won, but you know you didn't play very well. And the Padres, man, they got to be kicking themselves tonight. I mean, with the Pirates walking 13 Padre hitters, hitting three more, Padres leaving 15 runners on base, one for 13 with runners in scoring position tonight. Boy, and you, you know what? They had every opportunity in the world to win this game, even though Blake Snell went two-thirds of an inning, and they had to go deep into that bullpen again. You mentioned Nabil Chrismat, who came in behind Stammen, who uh, pitched that one out to get out of the the first inning, Chrisman, you know, going five innings, his numbers were, you know, pretty uh, uh, blasé for me. Eight hits and four runs, only three of them earned, but uh, five innings, and, you know, I give him an attaboy for going out there and not having to burn that bullpen up completely, but, you know, you'd like him to pitch a little bit better than that, but nonetheless, uh, an ugly baseball game. The Padres have been playing great. They were due for maybe a clunker like this, but uh, this was a real clunker, and it wasn't like the Pittsburgh Pirates were great. I mean, uh, they were good with runners in scoring position tonight, 7 of 15, and they left 12 runners on base. But, man, that pitching staff tonight for Pittsburgh, they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, Chad Cool was struggling with his uh, with his command all night long. 
there were hit hit batters on each side. It got a little chippy at the end. Tomorrow, Joe Musgrove is on the mound, so I don't know that it will carry over too much. You know, he's facing his former team. But the Padres, you know, this is just like you have said before. Chris Ello has said before. Tony Gwynn Jr. has said before. It's one game out of 162, and tomorrow could be a much better day. Well, and I would expect it to be. Hey, you know what? As bad as it was tonight and as uh, ticked off as everybody is that follow the Padres and this guy didn't get it done tonight, that guy didn't get it done, hey, they win tomorrow, they win on Thursday, they finish up a 6-1 and one road trip. That's pretty good. I mean, I would take a 5-2 and two road trip, but I right now I want to be greedy. I want to get to 6-1. and one. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. I mean, they've already won the road trip uh, by winning four games out of the seven that they're going to play on the road, but they have plenty of time to take a couple more. Trent Grisham, he has been awesome since he's gotten back from the IL, starting it with a hamstring injury. He hit his third home run to lead off the game this year. And, I mean, with him in the lineup and when they get Fernando Tatis Jr. back, it, it he is so good for that lineup, and he is so dangerous for the rest of the hitters to, to collect, you know, their arms. RBIs, their run, their hits and with runners in scoring position. He's just he he really changes the complexity of that lineup. Yeah, he's an athlete first of all, Matt. And he's a, he's got uh, a little bit of an edge to him, which I like a great deal. Uh, Trent tonight, one for four, a couple of walks, had that leadoff homer, his third, as you mentioned, also scored three runs tonight. And you know, I struck out a couple of times, and he's going to be a guy that strikes out because he's going to hit with a little bit of power. But you know, it's nice to. Uh, after the first batter of the game, have a one nothing lead. Unfortunately, Blake Snell just had a really, really rough night tonight. He did have a rough night. All right, Coach, uh, you're back at it tomorrow from noon to 2.35. So please, everyone, tune in to Coach uh, John Katera mm-hmm. in the middays, and it'll it'll be a therapy session for everyone. Now, we'll get after it tomorrow. we got big Joe Musgrove going against the left-hander Tyler Anderson, uh, formerly of the Colorado Rockies. I think big Joe uh, going back and playing against his old ball club, mom and sister back there helping him move out of his house he just sold. <laughs> I think big Joe, he may not throw a no-hitter tomorrow night. I don't expect that, but I think big Joe will have a, a good outing. The Padres will get that, and then they'll uh, send it Chris Paddock to the mound on uh, Thursday morning, trying to get that and get back home, get ready to take on the Dodgers, who, by the way, are leading Colorado right now in the third, three to nothing. Yes, they are. We're going to be doing the out-of-town scoreboard a little bit later in the postgame show, but thank you so much, Coach, for joining us, and we'll talk soon. All right, man. Great job. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you. That was Coach John Cantero. Tune in to his show, Noon to Three Weekdays on 97.3 The Fan. We already went through the Jace Tingler post game, but we'll uh, maybe play his. Uh, when we get back, we'll, we'll play you what he said about Will Myers and his injury, and then we'll get to the play of the game. We'll also Blake Snell sat down with the media uh, just just recently, maybe like ten minutes ago, to talk about his outing tonight. So we'll see what he had to say. We'll we'll get an update on Will Myers. The Padres they lose to the Pirates tonight, eight to four, in a weird, weird, weird four-hour and seven-minute game. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres post-game show on 97.3 The Fan. And Craig Stammen comes in, and Craig Stammen, I'm not joking, he threw two pitches and got the guy out. So just weird like that. But uh, the Padres take the loss tonight, eight to four to the Pirates. We're gonna go out to the phones here in just a second. If you want to join us, eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. We are here. The Twitter verse is here at Matt Scraby at 97.3 The Fan SD. And people are very, very concerned on Twitter. So we'll keep an eye on that. But let's go to Sean right now. Sean, how are we doing? 
I'm doing good, coach. I don't think I mean I don't think they play their A game today. They didn't play their A game today, you're saying? Yeah, they were way off. I did not see I every game I see, I've never seen them play this horrible, probably maybe in the past, but you know. I, I think there's some people out there that have seen the Padres play this horrible before, but maybe not in the last couple of years. But so far this year, obviously, this is not the not the greatest game. But you, you feel like they're gonna bounce back, right? We got um um Musgrove. Musgrove on the yeah. All right, Sean. Thank you so much for the phone call. Sean's still happy about his team here. It, it, early on in the season, we still got 150 games to go. Uh, there's a lot of time. A lot of time. Blake Snell, though, going back to that clubhouse sound real quick. I like how Blake Snell handles things. He... When when he when he has something good happen, he handles it with class, and when he has something bad happen, he handles it with class. And we we talked about it last week when he was uh, when we did the Gwen and Chris post post game show after the Giants and the Padres played on Wednesday during the day game, and Blake Snell gave up that home run, and it went off Jorge Mateo's glove in center field, and Blake Snell basically said, "I I should have thrown a better pitch," and and that's a pitcher that has his players back. It's not about the guy, oh, you know, he should have caught that. It was all about Blake Snell not making the pitch that he wanted to. So Blake Snell, I, I have no worries about him going forward. He's going to be fine. He doesn't sound like there's anything wrong with him. There's any injuries or anything like that. But uh, he's going to – you heard him. He's going to stay up a little bit later tonight, and he's going to have a good week of preparation. I saw some people on Twitter saying he should stop playing video games, and I feel like that would be counterproductive to Blake Snell if he were to stop playing video games because, you know, that's what he enjoys. That's his kind of release. can't let the guy not play video games because he had one bad outing. I mean, think about how excited everyone was for Blake Snell to come here. And three starts in, he's made two really good starts, and he's made one really bad start. I mean, that's not that's not that big of a deal in my mind. Now, if this was later in the year and this is his fourth bad start, fifth bad start, then maybe we could start talking about that. But I don't think it's time for that just yet the Padres lose to the Pirates tonight eight to four in a long four hour seven minute game they set a couple records tonight they set a record of number of walks in a single nine inning game in team history with 13 and according to AJ Casavell this is just the ninth time in recorded history that pitchers from both teams have plunked at least three batters no one has ever plunked four batters on either side so that was a good stat by AJ Casavell I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres post-game show on 97.3 The Fan. If you want to join us, 833-288-0973. But coming up next, we're going to check in on some of the NL West around baseball, and we're also going to find out which Aztec for life hit a home run today. And we have to choose a player of the game. That is all next on the Padres post-game show, 97.3 The Fan. This is the National Man for San Diego Padres. You listen to San Diego Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Matt Scraby with you on the Padres postgame show, 97.3 The Fan, coming to you after a Padres loss. The Pirates win 8-4 to in tonight's game. Uh, if you were listening here on the radio, you know it was a weird one. And it was, it was, you know, it was whatever. It was whatever. We'll just call it that tonight. It was whatever. But that's the great thing about baseball is that there's a lot of games and a lot of time to turn around. It's not like the NFL where you have one game a week and if you lose bad, you're going to be thinking about it all week. They get back tomorrow, and as you heard our caller say, Sean, in the last segment, he said that Joe Musgrove, Mr. Joe No, is going to be taking the mound against his former team, the Pirates, tomorrow. 
And I believe the game is uh, same time, 3.35 p.m. tomorrow. So they have two more in Pittsburgh before they head back home to Petco Park and take on the Dodgers on Friday. In a game like this, how do you qualify to become the player of the game? We'll tell you right now. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's take a look at the player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. San Diego's favorite casino and dining. Player of the game, how we determined it tonight would be just to look at the box score because we could we could go Trent Grisham, but we already made that the play of the game. But the player of the game is going to be the only Padres player tonight with a multi-hit game, and that would be Jake Cronenworth. He went two for five tonight, and uh, he is now hitting three sixty-two on the year. Jake Cronenworth continues to hit well and is quietly doing so. I, I asked Brian, why is I asked him, is this is Jake Cronenworth the best Padre that we're not talking about? And we both kind of were like, I, I think so. I think so. And I don't know why Jake Cronenworth is not talked about. He's been pretty great this year, and he plays pretty much every position on the field. So Jake Cronenworth doing everything for the Padres right now, and he needs a little shout-out. So he is our player of the game because he went two for five, and he was the only multi-hit Padre tonight. The Major League Baseball scoreboard is very busy and lots of doubleheaders, so let's uh, check everything out right now. Time to check the scores around the big leagues with the out-of-town scoreboard on the Padres Radio Network. Let's start with some of the games that were doubleheaders today after the postponements yesterday. The Seattle Mariners played two against the Orioles in Baltimore. In the first game, they won 4-3 to three in eight innings. Remember, doubleheaders are seven innings each game. So they went to extras in eight innings, and they won 4-3. to three. Aztec for life, I told you before the break. Ty France hits his second homer of the season in the win. Rafael Montero gets his first win of the year for the Mariners. Tanner Scott with the loss for the Orioles. His first loss of the year, and Kendall Graveman gets his first save of the year for the Mariners. In the second game between the Mariners and the Orioles, the Orioles took the game 7-6 to six in the regulation time of seven innings but the Mariners committed three errors in the game but they did actually come back to tie it up in the seventh and the Orioles walked it off with Ramon Urias singling to center and scoring Rio Ruiz to uh, get the score to seven to six for the Orioles Cesar Valdez gets the win for the Orioles his second of the year Casey Sadler takes the loss for the Mariners his first of the season some more doubleheaders the Phillies and the Mets also played two today and their first other doubleheader went into extras, just like the first of the Mariners and the o- o- uh, the, o- the Oilers. So that was an old football team, the Orioles. Uh, they went to eight innings, but the Mets walked it off and won four to three. Jonathan Jonathan VR single to left, and Jeff McNeil in the bottom of the eighth inning. Trevor May moves to one and one on the year after getting the win for the Mets. Hector Neris of the Phillies is charged with a blown save and. And, and, and a loss. So that is a bad day for Hector Neris. Marcus Stroman actually got to pitch after being angry the other day for not being able to pitch his game after they started it and they called off the game due to rain like seven minutes into the game. But the Mets uh, take that one too. So the Mets went 2-0 in their uh, their doubleheader today. The Marcus Stroman moves to 2-0 on the year. And Aaron Nola takes a loss for the Phillies. So that in uh, seven innings as well. Where are we going now? The Toronto Blue Jays of Florida. How about we talk about them? Because they beat the Yankees 7-3 to today and moved to 5-6 and six 
on the season. Hyung Jin Ryu gets the win for Toronto Blue Jays of Florida and moves to one and one on the season. He went six and two thirds and did not allow a run on four hits while striking out seven. Jameson Talion gets roughed up and takes the loss, getting pulled after three and two thirds innings and five earned runs. Can you believe that there was a snow game in baseball today? We saw opening day in Detroit with snow and Miggy hitting that home run and didn't know and slid into second base. But this time it was in Minnesota against the Red Sox and the Red Sox won 4 to 2 over the Twins in the 33 degree day. The Red Sox moved to 7 and 3 on the season and after starting 0 and 3, think about this Padres fans. What if the Padres started 0 and 3? You would be like the Red Sox fans who lost their mind. Our guy Boston Mike was telling me Boston fans were losing their mind after starting 0-3. Well, now they have won seven straight, and they lead the AL East. Their record is 7-3, and and uh, old friend alert Hunter Renfro hits his first home run of the season for the Red Sox. An NL West score, the Oakland A's scored four runs in the top of the seventh inning in Arizona, and that four-run half inning would be enough to give the A's a 7-5 win over the Diamondbacks. Yusmero Petit wins his third game of the year. Anthony Swarzak takes his first loss of the season. I like that name, Swarzak. Lou Trevino gets his first save of the season for the A's. Jed Lowry with his second home run of the year and the one that tied up the game for the A's. And Seth Brown also hits his second of the season and put the A's up 6-5 to five in the top of the eighth. But the A's go on to win 7-5. to five. And another National League West game, the Reds and the Giants are playing in San Francisco. They are all tied up at five after a crazy start to the game themselves. The Reds went up 4-0 in the top half of the first inning, and the Giants came right back and scored four runs themselves in the bottom half of the first inning. So it was all tied up at four. Reds tack on another run in the top of the second, but the Giants tied up in the bottom of the sixth with a run. So it's 5-5 in San Francisco right now. The, uh, let's see here. The Rockies and the Dodgers are playing up at Chavez Ravine right now. The Dodgers are leading 5 nothing, in particular because of this Mookie Betts long ball. Seven pitch, Betts hits a towering drive down the line. If it's fair, it's way gone. Look out, Pasadena. A monster shot from Betts. Well, DMX behind there. A little DMX for Mookie Betts. Five to nothing. The Dodgers are leading the Rockies. I mean, it's not it's not quite fair that the Dodgers get so many games against the Rockies in the beginning of the year. The Rockies are clearly not very good, and the Dodgers have played it seems like every single game against them. I know that Trevor Bauer is on the mound for the Dodgers tonight as well, and he uh, he's pitching well. He's he's gone four innings, only given up one hit. He's walked two, and he struck out six. So all the trash talk that Trevor Bauer did before the year, and all the the stuff that he does on Twitter, he's living up to it right now. He really is. He's been pretty good for the Dodgers so far. Dodgers come to town on Friday, though, so the real series with the Padres start then. They will uh, kick off at Petco Park on a Friday. And we don't know the starter yet for the Padres, but we will as we get closer. The other, uh, let's go to the National League Central. Well, the Cardinals are in the National League Central. The Nationals are in the National League East, but the Cardinals beat up on the Nationals today, Steven Strasburg taking the loss, not having a good day. Jack Flaherty getting the win for the Cardinals. But Nolan Arenado did this in the game, and it sealed the deal. And the 3-1 pitch. Arenado hits it down the left field line. It is gone! Nolan Arenado, two-run homer. And the Cardinals are back on top.
That yeah, they were back on top. They scored nine runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. They beat the Washington Nationals fourteen to three. The Angels played the Royals today in Kansas City, and the Angels lost to the Royals today three to two in Kansas City. The Indians and the White Sox, they were playing a pretty awesome game. It was 0-0 in the bottom of the ninth inning. It went to the 10th. Shane Bieber, he, the the pitcher for the Indians, he went the distance, it seemed like, at least what we were watching, because he he never left the game. He pitched nine innings today, only giving up three hits. He struck out 11, and he only walked one. So he he got the win in the game. The Indians get two runs in the top of the 10th inning, and they beat the White Sox. Don't look now. Again, Padres fans, let's talk about this. Everybody said the White Sox were going to be great this year. Everybody said that it was going to be Padres-White Sox World Series. Well, the White Sox are 5-6 and six on the season. The Padres are 8-4. and four. So we got to keep things in perspective there. The Indians beat the White Sox 2-0, and Shane Bieber gets the win. The Tigers in Houston take another one from the Astros, 8-2. to two. And the Cubs and the Brewers, Cubs take down the Brewers in Milwaukee, 3-2. to two. Uh, Craig Kimbrell gets his third save on the year. There's so many games I'm trying to figure out, and there's, like, extra games today because they had double headers. I'm trying to figure out if I covered every one of them. Uh, the last one I'm going to cover that I could see, yes, the last one I'm going to cover is the Marlins in the Braves. The Braves have been putting up. They've, they've been giving up runs. They've been putting up runs, and they lost tonight. They lost to the Marlins 14-8. to eight. Um not, I guess uh, in the beginning of the game, I was going to say that Marcelo Zuna, he did. He hit a first inning home run, which was a monster, a monster. Max Fried takes the loss for the Braves, and they moved 4-7 and seven on the air. Again, another team that's supposed to be very good, and they are under five hundred. So Marlins move to 4-6 and six with a 14-8 to eight win. And that is everything that is going on around baseball right now. We are closing in on the end of the Padres postgame show. I'm Matt Scraby. If you have anything, any last-minute thoughts, any last-minute phone calls, please hit us up, 833-288-0973, or find me on Twitter, at Matt Scraby. But before we go to break, we need to check in on the home run tally. Which Padre went deep tonight? Let's take a look at the Padres home run tally. Brought to you by the Gomez firm on the Padres radio network. Fastball. One, two, hung one, and Grisham hits it well out to deep right center field. Going back, looking up, gonna go! A leadoff home run for Trent Grisham. Padres in front, one to nothing, right off the bat. (laughs) That gets me every time, and I don't know why. Uh, The Giants, actually, real quick, just took the lead in San Francisco. They're 6-5 to here in the bottom of the sixth. Austin Slater tripled and drove in Buster Posey for the Giants to take the lead. That was the home run tally right there, and it was the only home run of the game. Trent Grisham hitting his third on the year. That's 14 total team home runs on the year, and that total will just keep going up and up and up. Trent Grisham with the lone home run for the Padres tonight, and... With him being the lone home run for the Padres, if you're just tuning in now, you probably have kind of figured out that the Padres lost to the Pirates today 8-4 to in a weird game. The Padres had 13 walk batters. Individually, they left 28 men on base. And as a team, they left 15 on base. Team runners in scoring position hitting was 1 for 13, while the Pirates, this is why they won. Team uh, batting, or the team with runners in scoring position went 7 for 14, or 7 for 15 tonight. So just a 
tick under 50% for the night, which if you're going to hit 50% with runners in scoring position, you're probably going to win the game. Uh, Blake Snell only went two-thirds of an inning tonight. Three hits, three runs, three aired runs, uh, two walks, one strikeout. So Craig Stammen had to come in and clean that inning up. He didn't even make it out of the first inning, and then Nabil Krizmat came in, went five. As Coach said, he didn't do amazing, but he did hold it together, and he got through the game for the Padres so they didn't have to spend their bullpen and uh, so he went five innings. He struck out five. He gave up uh, eight hits in three earned runs. When we get back, we're going to talk about the relief pitcher of the game. And we're also going to get a little check-in from Jace Tingler on Will Myers. He left the game early today. And so when we get back from break, we're going to update you on everything that we know about Will Myers and the injury to his knee. It's not serious. I'm not going to panic anyone. You'll hear everything when we get back on the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Dan Altavilla from the San Diego Padres. You're listening to the Padres Postgame Show on 97.3 The Fan. Matt Scraby back with you here on the Padres Postgame Show. The Padres lose to the Pirates 8-4 to tonight. It was a weird one. They set a record, but it's not going to help them in the loss. They set a record for most walks in a single nine-inning game for the Padres in their team history with 13. And uh, when you get 13 guys on base, you usually score a little bit more than four runs. The Padres struggled today with runners in scoring position. They went one for 13. They left 15 men on base as a team, but individually they left 28 men on base with Tommy Pham leaving six himself individually on base. Now, Tommy Pham is taking a beating on uh, Twitter tonight and the last couple days and I, I guess it's it's fair enough because Tommy Pham is a professional baseball player and he's not playing up to where people think he should be playing. But I also know that Tommy Pham is going to turn it around. And Tony keeps assuring me, Tony Gwynn Jr., that is, he keeps assuring me that in a 162-game season, Tommy Pham will not be like this the entire year. And I tend to believe Tony when he says things like that. So we'll uh, keep an eye on Tommy Pham going forward. But we'll also have to keep an eye on Will Myers, who has been on fire. Last night he had a home run. He also had five RBIs. And then tonight he had to leave the game a little bit early due to uh, an injury. And we didn't know what the injury was at first, but... We found out a little bit later that it was his knee, and it's something he's been dealing with. Here is Jace Tingler in postgame talking about Will Myers and his injury. Yeah, he came out with uh, basically some inflammation in his right knee. Um, he's been uh, playing through some things, I don't know, maybe the last week or so. Uh, but today, um, as the game went on, it got worse. And, um, you know, he came out and, 
uh, figured let's not, you know, push it, go get some treatment on it. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how he's feeling tomorrow, but, uh, you know, right now I say he's probably day to day. Is this the same or similar to what he was experiencing during spring training at times? It is, it is, it's the, it's, uh, you know, it's been kind of nagging him. Um, he's been able to play through it. Um, usually, you know, as long as he's kind of sprinting or, or walking, it's fine. Uh, you know, it, it kind of flares up on him when he's jogging more than anything. But, you know, seeing him move around in right field uh, tonight, you know, you could tell that it, it kind of, um, you know, was a little bit uh, giving him more problems than usual. All right. That's the latest news on Will Myers. It doesn't sound serious. Uh, he may need to just uh, maybe take a day off or so. He, he's been playing a lot lately and he's been playing well. So we need a- as William said last night on the post-game show, we need Cinco de Myers to be very good the rest of the year. Cinco de Myers. Also, 20 mil Will was another nickname that was put out there for Will Myers tonight. Or last night, actually, after his uh, five RBI game and a home run. So, Will Myers just dealing with some soreness in his knee. And hopefully it doesn't turn into anything serious going forward. If you want to get in for your last chance at phone calls, you can, 833-288-0973. If you uh, want to tweet me, you can, at Matt Scraby. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about who the relief pitcher of the game is tonight. Which pitcher came in and slammed the door shut? Let's find out who's the relief pitcher of the game in partnership with the San Diego Food Bank. Providing relief for tens of thousands of families affected by COVID-19. Become a donor or volunteer today at SanDiegoFoodBank.org. I guess, you know, the relief pitcher of the game, I think you know who's going to be, but I don't know that we're ever going to pick a relief pitcher of the game going forward that also lost the game at the same time, but it was one of those nights, and it's not a, you know, it was a weird game, so it's going to be a weird relief pitcher of the game. I thought about Craig Stammen for a second. You know, he came in and he cleaned up Blake Snell's first inning. He got, but he only pitched for, he only had two pitches in the game which were important pitches, but we're going to go with Nabil Krizmat. He saved the bullpen. He went five innings tonight. He struck out five. He gave up three earned runs on eight hits. He takes the L. It's a tough one for Krizmat to take the L, but, you know, who else? I, mean, I don't think anyone else could take it because he pitched for five innings of the game. But uh, five innings for him and 85 pitches were his new, are his new career highs. His previous highs were three innings and 44 pitches which was last season for the Cardinals. So he went way longer than he's used to going. And I heard Jesse and Tony talking about it on the broadcast, and I have a, I want to take a little bit of umbrage with uh, Jay Stingler. They were saying that he's likely going to be optioned tomorrow because he's spent his arm today. And I get what they're doing there. They're just trying to make a roster spot to get a few, maybe a guy on the team here for the next couple of days until Chris Mack can come back. But let the guy uh, hang out in the clubhouse and eat all the nice food and drink all the nice whatever is there to drink. But they're gonna. We'll see what happens there. We'll see if they make a move uh, with Nabil Krizmat. But he is our relief pitcher of the game tonight. We have come to that point in the show where it is time to give the final totals, and we are going to talk about the, the game tomorrow. Bride, do we have an open for this? We do not have an open for the final totals. All right, let's go to the final totals. The Pirates, they beat the Padres 8-4 to on 12 hits. Uh, the Pirates had eight runs, 12 hits, one air. And the Padres had four runs on six hits with two airs. The uh, Chris Matt takes the loss, as I said, as well as um, 
my computer is being very slow. Chris Stratton taking or getting the win for the Pirates. The Padres left 15 men as a team on base. They were one for 13 with teams or with uh, runners in scoring position. The Pirates left 12 on base, but they were seven for 15 with runners in scoring position. And uh, the the double plays were a problem for the Padres tonight. There were uh, Profar grounded into two and Campisano grounded into one. So not not a great game for the Padres overall. The time of the game was four hours and seven minutes. The record for a Padres regular season game in nine innings is four hours and 12 minutes. So we couldn't go that six more minutes and get four hours and 13 minutes, but we're five minutes short of the record. So we'll just have to deal with that. The attendance at PNC Park in Pittsburgh was 4,814, and it was 68 degrees. Snell actually... He only uh, pitched 38 pitches in the game. So he, you know, the guys also on the broadcast were talking a little bit about whether or not they could, we could see Blake Snell a little bit earlier because he didn't have that long of an outing today and he only threw 38 pitches. So this could turn into something great for the Padres over the weekend against the Dodgers when they come to town and play at Petco Park. But we still have to play a couple more against the Pirates before they come home. And tomorrow, the game, same time, 3.35 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan and 2.35 p.m. for the pregame show. Joe Musgrove is taking the mound for the Padres. He's 2-0 and on the year with a zero ERA. He has struck out 18 batters on the season. And, of course, we all know he's coming off of his no-hitter. He's actually going to get his mural debut. They're going to debut his mural tomorrow at Grossmont High School for his his uh, no-hitter. He's the first player in Padres history to do it, and he's a San Diegan. So they made that happen quick. Right out there in the Padres are going to debut that mural tomorrow. So Joe Musgrove facing his former team, uh, the Pirates. Uh, he came from Pittsburgh. And he's going to do that tomorrow. He's going to face Tyler Anderson, who's 0-2 on the year with a 5.23 ERA. He struck out 12. He became the first Pirates pitcher in 2021 to work into the sixth inning when he pitched five and a third innings on uh, last Thursday against the Cubs. The lefty allowed three runs, including two on a changeup well below the zone that Javier Baez, I guess, golfed for a homer. So he needs to clean that up. I'm talking about Tyler Anderson. That is the matchup tomorrow. The the uh, Padres are eight and four on the season. The Pirates are now four and seven on the season, and uh, they're going to go and they're going to rest up tonight. They're going to come back ready to win tomorrow with Joe Musgrove on the mound. That is it for the Padres post game show. Thanks to everyone who tweeted me tonight. Thanks to everyone who called in it, it by the way in the future if you call in and you're on hold stay right there if you hear the station you're on hold you're ready to go you don't need to hang up and call back a million times we'll we'll get to you as soon as possible but appreciate all of you for interacting it was a weird game tonight and people had some weird reactions tonight so i enjoyed that uh that's it for us i am matt scraby thank you to brian cohen for running the board and being my my wingman thank you to jesse agler thank you to tony Gwynn jr thank you to adam klug Thank you to Dave Marcus for running the board on the other side as an engineer. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Full schedule, uh, normal schedule in the morning. Ben and Woods, 5 to 9 a.m. Coach will go from noon to 2.35. And then we'll take over with Padres pregame tomorrow at 2.35 with the first pitch. Joe Musgrove on the mound at 3.35 p.m. Hope everyone had a great night. And I uh, hope to talk to you soon here on 97.3 The Fan.